Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Hour number three, Wednesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I just told you that we were going to head out to Hawaii, where waking up early for us is Will Kane of Fox News doing fabulous work helping to raise money, doing more right now, it feels like, than much of your federal government is uh, as well. Will, we appreciate you getting up with us. I just want to start with this question. What does it look like in this area of Hawaii, describe what it was like before, what it looks like now, and what stories you have heard in relationship to this wildfire that swept through last week. What's up, fellas? It's nice to talk to you. Thank you for having me on the uh, on the show. You know, um, what's it look like? You know, Clay, it's it's this um, it's this weird dichotomy. Like, this is the most beautiful place that I've ever been in my life, and you know, I'm biased. I've been coming here since I was a kid, so I'm I'm very, you know, emotionally connected to it. But, you know, Maui itself and, and what we're talking about is specifically West Maui, which is where places famously like Kanapali or Kapalua, famous for sports, Clay, you know, golf tournaments in both of those locations. Um sit on West Maui just outside of the town of Lahaina. And it's it's um in modern day time really the only the big logistical center point of the town. It's only 13 of the whole area. It's only 13,000 people, but all the resorts, all the, you know, any type of place here depends on Lahaina for not just groceries and banking and healthcare, but for, for labor, like everybody that works here, all the locals, they live in Lahaina. It's, it's where their home is. Well, more the history, man. It's like, um, this was the kingdom of Hawaii. There's a reason it's right here. It was because it was beautifully nestled, on West Maui, in a calm part of the big Pacific Ocean between Lanai and Molokai in the winter, the whales come to, to have, to sit here and then have their babies in the spring. It's just, it's amazing. Uh, you know, and then it becomes the center of our, you know, the plantation, uh, pineapple plantation, sugarcane growth, the Christian missionaries, the history of Lahaina is just dates back to the early 1800s. So you've got all this paradise and it's physically beautiful. And then now just, uh, you know, I can just look off my balcony right here when I'm talking to you guys. So it's, it's two miles down the road, and I can see it from this balcony. 
it's just char. It's it's almost like, you know, when you see a tornado sometimes, like it's like the world is upside down. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen that or been in those locations, but you're like, oh, why is that car over there? And this doesn't make sense. This more looks like, I guess a war zone is the is the comp the comp which I've never been in a war zone, but it's just everything is gray and and reduced almost to the to the ground like to the foundation. Cars bombed out, burned out. Um, you have to take a minute and know the geography really well to go. Oh, that's oh yeah yeah that's where that was that restaurant or that church or that whatever. And so it's it's in a way just 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 gone just gray black nothingness will it's buck you know thank you for uh, joining us today and, and telling everybody about what's going on out there obviously there's a need uh to give support thoughts prayers but also support i know you've been raising money you've done a remarkable job so far to try to help with the relief efforts there on, on the the cause of this and the response to this what can you what can you tell us in terms of where that situation stands right now so the, let's start with the cause, Buck. And, and so, look, there's no official word yet on what on what caused this. So that day, my mom and her husband were here that day. I have a lot of friends who live here year-round. I know a lot of people were here that day. Here's the story of how that day goes. There was really, really high winds. And people are saying that's, that's because of Hurricane Dora, which was several hundred miles off coast. But the winds were ridiculous that day, so much so that um, – you know, people weren't going out. It wasn't comfortable to be outside. You, you felt like your body would get pushed around. Uh, 65 mile an hour wind type thing. Some reports of up to 80 mile an hour winds. Then it knocks out the power early in the morning. Um, my mom, everybody said, yeah, you woke up that day. You, you didn't have power. And then it was several hours into the day. Then you didn't have cell service. And then the reports that were, there were, were, it was a fire early in the morning on the hillside. Now, back to a little bit of history on this. So the hillsides, when I grew up, was full of pineapples and, and sugar cane. Um, and it's interesting to think about why this went away. But I think NAFTA is a real big part of it. There are government regulations that played a role. That all went away. So that whole thing, like when you get a pineapple, unless it says like Maui Gold or something, that's all Costa Rica, Central America now. So those hillsides that used to be agri- uh, agriculture are now just dry grasses, uh, most of them non-native. And you've got these power lines and look hawaii's never been a a beautiful example of government competency it's never been like oh look how perfectly they logistically planned everything so now you got these 80 mile an hour winds blowing uh, power lines down this is what most people suspect is the issue um and 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 you have the firefighters put out a fire that day but later in the day a fire crops up about 445 most think from a downed power line or a hot spot off from the downed power line earlier in the day and that fire i know i've seen this timeline rips through lahaina i think buck in like 45 minutes and and so it, the mass chaos that it caused government officials talk about government no sirens now we can say was there time did it knock out the ability to do a siren i don't know just know this they test a siren every month, and then when it came real time, no sirens. So people are caught, fire to the left, fire to the right, fire up to the up, up side of the hill. They're running down. They're driving down into a traffic jam on famously Front Street, which runs along the ocean. Next thing you know, there's nowhere to go. So a lot of people died in their car, or they jumped over the seawall into the ocean, and we do not know how many people died and are drowned in the ocean. We have two problems, bodies in the ocean that can't be found, bodies in town 
charged beyond all recognition, perhaps beyond all identification, perhaps beyond even knowing that they were ever there, like a the hot burning metal type heat. So a human body doesn't take much to disappear. Real quick, Buck, on the whole government thing. It's, it's wild how informationally deprived this place is because cell service is real spotty. Power was out for several days. But the government isn't letting people in and specifically not letting media in. You have to get to a checkpoint to get where I am. And the only reason we got through is because, you know, I had proof that owned property over here. But even since I've been here, like they try, the mayor of Maui's office told me, tried to kick us out of a place and said, this is a media-free zone. No, no, it's not a media-free zone. It's the United States of America. So my point in telling you that is, if you are deprived of that resource, information, A, in this area, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of rumor, and people fill gaps of information with some – look, I don't throw the word conspiracy around lightly anymore because I think there's nobody on a hotter run in America than conspiracy theorists. But there is some ridiculous stuff that's being spread around about the way this thing started, and I'm just telling you that's what happens when you suppress free speech. People will fill the void with whatever speech they want besides the truth. We're talking to Will Kane. He's in Maui. He's reporting with us on the devastating wildfire that swept through and has killed over 100 people as we await potentially far more deaths uh, to be tallied. And that may be very difficult, as you just heard Will said, because of even identifying bodies and finding them. How can people help? I know this is up at Clay and Buck, but you have raised over a million dollars. So I want to make sure that we're talking about the positive here. And you mentioned uh, you were answering Buck's question about the government how would you say, based on your on-the-ground view, the federal government is do, doing handling and responding to this in addition to whatever resources the, the state government of Hawaii might be bringing to bear? So here's what I'd say to that, Clay. Um, I, I want to be – I really, truly want to be as fair as possible, and I start with recognizing how difficult this is logistically in every way to handle this, but that's kind of why we pay massive amounts in taxes, right, to do what's difficult. Somebody told me the other day, like, Maui County has a budget of $1.2 billion for 150,000 people. Where's the money going? You know, not to mention what you're talking about, Clay, how much do we pay in federal taxes? What's that budget look like? How much are we sending to Ukraine? You know, I don't, do we even know the answer to that question? It's over $100 billion. And Biden first gives me a no comment, and then, then we hear $700 per household for Lahaina. I'm sorry, that's just not going to get it done. And so in the gap, by the way, of this role of the federal government, you've seen something that, that is absolutely inspiring. It's unavoidable. When you're over here, you will, it's unavoidable that you're going to run into the story of private citizenry and community helping each other. I've been doing this on my social media, you know, telling stories. A buddy of mine, Sands Dyer, owns a big catamaran that does snorkel, whale watching, sunset cruises. Nope. For the past week, he's done supply runs to the other side of the island to get people out of this area and bring necessities back. I met two 29-year-old girls, five kids between them. One of them has a seven-month-old, 29 years old. They're running the biggest private citizen airlift I've ever seen. They're running planes a dozen a day, planes and helicopters from one side of the island to the other, bringing stuff in and dropping it off at a distribution point where I'm looking then at retired firefighters handing this stuff out to people all up and down the West Coast. It, it, what people are doing in community, running boats from one island to another, from Molokai. I can, I'm looking at Molokai right now. They're running boats over here to drop it off in their communities for people to have. We're amazing. Like, people are amazing. Americans are amazing. And my personal testament to that, Clay, is so many people that I've grown up with here in the summers in Hawaii, families, we came together really quick. You ha I mean, you can't sit back. It's just really quick. We 
put uh, they put a GoFundMe together. I rallied behind it with them. We made it promise to each other to ensure this money will go to people we know, local people. And when I say local, I don't just mean this, but I mean in part. Hawaii is not Hawaii without Hawaiians. And there is a lot in Hawaii about, you know, there's, there's, there's race issues, ethnic issues, but the truth is everybody needs each other. It's like a huge melting pot of everybody's, like, story of how they become an American, a Hawaiian. And you've got to have these people back in these homes in Lahaina, these homes that go over 100 or 200 years. It can't be Disneyland, you know? It can't be like it was built yesterday, and it's beautiful, and it's resort-like. That can't be the story of how this comes back. So last I looked a minute ago, it's, it's up to $1.5 million. It's GoFundMe, Help the People of Maui, wow. or you can go to HelpMauiNow.com. And, um, yeah, it'd be, you know, I don't think it's going to happen because I don't know. What is it? Uh, I don't know how many households were in Lahaina. Let's say 4000 $5,000, $700 a household. What is that, guys? Is that like three or four million bucks that, so far? Uh, Biden has pledged to the people of Lahaina. I don't know. Maybe we can beat Biden. I think so. I certainly hope so. And you see, Will Biden initially said no comment. Then he gave his speech yesterday. Are, are you seeing a, a lot more federal resources in just the last 24 hours? You know, I know, but I, I yeah, you know, how we, I'm hesitant to say, but then you think about it in the last 36 hours, I have seen Lahana by air on a small plane, by sea on a boat, and I've driven through uh, the town of Lahaina. I've seen this from every freaking angle you can imagine. I have seen National Guard posted up, you know, keeping people out of the sensitive parts of Lahaina. But when it comes to the actual, like, handing stuff out to people, I'm sure it's happening. There's got to be FEMA somewhere, you know. But most of what I've been told is the federal government's role has been to get in the way of citizens stepping up into this void. I mean, Will, can I just say, I, I know, you know, the, the naval base at Pearl Harbor, and uh, there's a lot of resources. There's a lot of federal government resources not that far away in Hawaii. Yeah. And look, uh, and I should say this, what are we, six or seven days away, seven, eight days away from the from the fire? Um, people, by the way, people have done an amazing job. They've got water now. They've got food. They've got diapers. So, the, like, the necessities are here. You know what the next thing is? It's just like, where, where do I live? That's, like, a huge question. Where do I live now? And I don't know how we answer that question. And uh, and and who who rebuilds Lahaina? That's, you know, I think, Clay, you asked me about that a minute ago. People are talking about why this happened. And, and we I mentioned conspiracy. Like, this is where it's legitimate. Like, who rebuilds this? Where do we live? And who rebuilds Lahaina? Um, and I think people have a lot of very legitimate questions about that. And, you know, I don't know, the role government. I don't want to see the government coming in and buy that land. I don't want elite developers having all of that land. Now, this has got to be land that goes back to the people. Give us that website one more time, Will, for people out there in our audience who want to help with the $1.5 million that you've already raised for so many people in Hawaii who could use that help. HelpMauiNow.com. It's a, at GoFundMe. And, you know, real quick on that, like I love Give, Send, Go, and if I had been the first guy to start this, we'd probably be over there. But I, I should say this. Instead, somebody started to GoFundMe. It's Help the People of Maui uh, at GoFundMe. I'll just tell you guys this. My job is to tell you the truth. GoFundMe so far has been awesome, including reaching out to me personally to ensure that this goes well and including making their own donation to the fund as well. GoFundMe seems to understand, you know, the relationship that they have or the mistakes they've made in the past is what they've been communicating to me, and they seem to be very intent on being much better in the future. That doesn't mean you don't use Go, Give, Send, Go, these kind of things. I'm just telling you the truth, that this is information that's a fact that's happened to me in the past week. So either way you want to go, 
uh, that's that's where you can find it. Will, thanks it's so much. It's up on man. the Clay and Buck website as well, uh, and we appreciate you getting up early with us and sharing the story there, Will. I always appreciate you too, guys. Thank you so much. That's Will Kane. Check out clayandbuck.com. Go make a donation today. Number shocking. More than 38,000 U.S. veterans experiencing homelessness across our nation. These are heroes who signed up to protect and serve, and now they're sleeping on our nation's streets. Tunnel the to Towers Foundation is committed to helping these heroes who have sacrificed so much for our country, our freedoms, and for us. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the to Towers providing housing assistance and services to U.S. veterans who meet the program's requirements. The Foundation's program helped over 500 veterans last year, and more than 2,000 are expected to receive help this year these are veterans who honorably served our nation deserving of our gratitude if you or someone you know is a veteran who is homeless or at risk of homelessness complete the foundation's inquiry form at t2t.org more than thirty-eight thousand heroes who put their lives on the line for us need your help you can help by donating 11 dollars a month at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org from the front lines of truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years. And in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. 
Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate everybody uh, who is going to be, we already know people reaching out saying they're going to try to help out with the uh, GoFundMe that our friend Will Kane has set up for the people of Maui. Um, so uh, it's just just goes to show you, you, you just never know. I mean, things, if you had told me, there are some things that you maybe could ex- that are you know hurricanes happen in Florida, tornadoes happen in Tornado Alley and what the Midwest and Texas, um, a wildfire like this in uh, Hawaii on an island that I mean Clay just pointed out you we were talking about this off air people ran ran we didn't really get into this as well people ran into the ocean to escape the speed of the fire I think that's one thing we might have some some uh firefighters you know wildfire firefighters listening my understanding is sometimes clay if the wind gets high uh fires can move much faster than people realize and the speed of a blaze can be part of of what makes it so uh, a big part of what makes it so lethal yeah and there aren't very many roads in this area uh that that will kane is in and reporting from where the wildfire was so you had people checking into hotels thinking that they're on their honeymoon, they're on a really fancy vacation, all of a sudden the clouds and the fire begins to descend, and there were families sprinting into the Pacific Ocean. And I was reading this morning, they were getting embers in their hair, uh, Buck, and having to go under the into the ocean to keep their hair from burning because that's how extensive this wildfire was. That It became completely black and people thought that they were going, many did, but just random people who had happened to be on vacation suddenly find themselves with their entire families having to douse their hair and swim out. And some of those people ended up drowning. I mean, this is an awful story that I don't think has gotten as much attention, frankly, as it deserves. Clayandbuck.com. We have a link to the GoFundMe. Whatever uh, you can give uh, will go directly to this GoFundMe that is going right to the people of Maui. Um, let's talk about our sponsor here for a moment. Innovation Refunds has helped thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. The ERC is the tax refund the IRS has for businesses uh, that kept employees on payroll for parts of 2020 and 2021. If you own a business with five or more employees, you may qualify for a refund. Have you started the application for the ERC but didn't finish it? You're not alone. There's a lot of information to retrieve. Innovation Refunds can help you finish today even if you started filing with another company partner with their dedicated team of independent tax attorneys to complete your ERC application. Innovation Refunds does not provide tax or legal advice. They work with an independent network of tax professionals and will share information with them to evaluate and process your claims. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com or call them toll-free at 1-843-REFUNDS to get started uh, today, that's innovationrefunds.com or call 1-843-REFUNDS. Really interesting conversation going there uh, with Will Kane and so many of you reacting to what happened in Maui. And, Buck, I, you know, I hate to turn the response of Maui, and so I would encourage all of you to go vote at clayandbuck.com, into some kind of political thing because everybody should want, anytime there is a natural disaster that afflicts anybody around the world, but certainly Americans, 
to do whatever we can to try to help with those challenges. But Biden created this story. You just heard from Will himself that there doesn't appear to be much of a federal response to help in what is the deadliest wildfire, I believe, in over 100 years in the United States. Over 100 people that we know of have died now. And this is a relatively small area uh, speaking, you know, uh, Will mentioned the idea of, of a, uh, for instance, a tornado, which can have a, a, a issue that it impacts people for dozens, you know, a hundred miles where tornadoes touch down a variety of different places. And that cleanup can be incredibly difficult. We've had it happen, unfortunately, far too often, uh, of late in my hometown of Nashville. But you mentioned, I mean, there's a lot of federal resources in Hawaii already. The fact that the U.S. government, in conjunction with the Hawaiian government, wouldn't be, after a week, taking care of everything there is is really unacceptable. It's a state, right? We're yeah. not, you know, this isn't uh, some island in the South Pacific that we're trying to just get aid to. This is one of our 50 states. We yes. have massive naval and, and military presence on the on the big on the big island, oh, not the big island. Sorry, that's Hawaii Island. On a Hon- you know, in Honolulu, basically. Um, so I was Oahu. Is that right? I know my Hawaiian islands well. I don't know Oahu. the Hawaiian islands well, but uh, but to, the, to the your point, point, point being, it's not that yeah. far from where you have a whole lot. You have these are U.S. citizens in a U.S. state. You would think that the response could be quite rapid, considering the condensed area that was so affected by this. So I. I think they're legit here. We actually have um, there was a question that was posed about this to the administration uh, to the administration. Um, this is uh, FEMA administrator Deanne Criswell responding to people, Clay. So this is the FEMA administrator responding to people saying, where are you guys? Play 23. I heard everything you said about all the resources that are um, being brought to bear, but we keep interviewing survivor after survivor who says that uh, either they didn't see any government personnel or assistance for days or that they still haven't. Uh, How do you explain the disconnect between what they're saying and what you're saying about all the resources that are there right now? I think you need to understand that this community is going through an amazingly traumatic event. Uh, I can tell you that we have personnel that are on the ground year-round and embedded in with the state as soon as the fire started so we could continue to understand what resources were needed and help move them in. Can I just say, that's not... That was not confidence inspiring at all. That was the most worthless bureaucraties I think we could have heard in response to that question, which is we have people there year round. Okay, what are they doing? What are they doing? Joe Biden is supposedly going to go now on Monday, Buck. But this comes on the heels of Biden being asked about this while he was on vacation. I believe Joe Biden's on vacation again. Uh, he spent a higher percentage of his days of presidency on vacation than I think anyone in modern history has. He just got back from a Rehoboth Beach vacation. I think he happens to be on vacation now, if I'm not mistaken, in California um, at another wealthy donor's home. And so maybe that's why he's finally going to fly over there Monday. But when he couldn't, when he no commented in response to the issue that was going on at Hawaii, it just kind of set the precedent in place and the uh, perspective in place of this is something that that we just don't care about, and whether that's fair or not, based on the amount of federal response we've seen over a week. 
this this doesn't seem like it would be hard, Buck. To your point, this is over a week now, and I, I think to a large extent because Hawaii is so far removed. I don't know that this has gotten the attention that it deserves in general, but this is an unprecedented natural disaster. I can't remember. I mean, you you may remember something like this, Buck, but I can't remember families being forced to run into the ocean and duck underwater because of the embers. And if you've seen the cars, people got caught and had no awareness of how rapidly this wildfire was spreading I mean, the entire street, there's only a couple of ways to get in and out of, uh, of, of this community. And they got absolutely swarmed by fires. Many people had no clue they were in danger. And the next moment, the fires were upon them. That's how quickly it moved. And, uh, the warning system, it seems there was no warning system to let people know that this might occur. Will referenced, and there's a big article I was reading this morning. It appears at least that this ground zero of the fire was started in the morning uh, and they brought the fire department out. They put it out, but then the, uh, the, the winds were so significant that it wept and swept back up the fire, the embers and started it anew. And then the thing moved so quickly, they couldn't put it out. And, uh, and it's now killed over a hundred people. And the scary thing that will said Buck is the heat was burning so intensely that they're not even sure they're going to be able to recover remains of many of the people that were caught in this wildfire. The uh, resources that I was speaking about, I just looked this up. They've got over 400 U.S. military personnel who have been deployed to Maui, uh, and, and they, they are deployed from uh, Oahu. And uh, they have a total, just to, to give a sense, when I said a concentration of military resources, I think they have a, almost 42,000-plus 42, active-duty military on the island of, of Oahu. So, I mean, that, that's a substantial um, presence there. And it's because of the strategic importance of having a mass, you know, major naval base in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So there are resources. The point is, this is this is not like trying to get help to Antarctica or something. I mean, there are resources that are right there. So the speed of the response, I think, is something that, look, let's, I mean, I, I, Clay, I think if you had a Republican administration, there'd be a very different tone in the media right now. I remember when uh, and we went to Fort Myers afterwards to visit with, with our people out there uh, the year after that, uh, that hurricane came through. Remember, Ron DeSantis uh, did such a good job with response to that, that they couldn't really attack him. They, they sort of tried and then it just didn't, it didn't work because the bridge was fixed in a matter of, you know, bridges were fixed in a matter of days. And, um, and, and that, you know, was, a, I think, a, a part in his massive reelection win in Florida. I think that if it wasn't Joe Biden, if this were not even just Donald Trump, if this were George Bush or a President Romney that never happened or you name it, the drumbeat of, What's going on? Why is it so slow? Would be a lot louder. And I, I also think, I mean, to Will's point earlier, I think the fact that they've kept media out of this community by and large, it's been very difficult to tell stories. That has helped to not put this on the uh, the front edge of attention. And I lived on an island opposite direction, but I lived in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I'm still a licensed attorney there. And I remember, and, and certainly we've seen, because the U.S. Virgin Islands are not a state, but when storms sweep through there, 
if it doesn't happen to the continental United States, a lot of times the continental United States media just doesn't pay a lot of attention to it. And so I, I think certainly this story has not only not motivated maybe the response it should have from our federal government, I think a lot of media have been caught unawares in what exactly went on there, too, just because there aren't as many eyes on the ground. And that's why I think it was important for us to put on Will uh, and have him describe exactly what he's seeing there. And then also to uh, to allow you guys the opportunity to uh, be able to donate and help people since the federal government doesn't seem to be lifting very much uh, in the in the means of help right now. And also, you know, whenever something like this happens, particularly with any of the fires, the the reflexive response from people to to start shouting about how it's always climate change. Clay, yeah, this is a this is a mental illness like people yeah. really need to get a grip. You know, it looks like these were down power lines, right? That's what they believe that these were is a power line issue that caused the fire. That's not a climate change issue. And whether it's this or the fires that have been up in Canada or the fires that have hit California, the the leap to politicize this so recklessly right away is uh, it's honestly it's just kind of jaw dropping, you know, instead of just focusing on how to help people. It's also interesting what Will said that these, when he was a kid, were primarily plantations for uh, pineapple farms, and now they didn't have. I, I think the issue that Hawaii had with uh, with the pineapples was it was expensive to ship, and also they didn't have the same amount of uh, of raw acreage as some places in Central America, and so as a result, that's mostly been abandoned area, and non native grass has taken up there. Uh, I imagine there will be a deep dive into the cause of this going forward. But again, based on the reports I've seen, it all came from down power lines and and not even the initial down power line uh, fires. But with the wind circulating so rapidly, bringing back those uh, those power line fires. Uh, we'll talk about this. We'll close out the uh, the program uh, up here next. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us and doing everything you can to help out with so many people needing your help in Maui right now. What MyPillow provides in the way of creature comforts for the home, something everybody should experience, Giza Dream Sheets. Very comfortable, durable sheets we have in our own home. I'm looking forward to getting back home, uh, being able to sleep on these sheets again. If you don't have them yet, they're on sale. Starting as low as $29.98, sheets made from the world's best cotton, Giza, named after a region in Egypt where the cotton is being grown when you put them on the bed. Trust me, you're going to love these sheets. Ultra soft, breathable, durable as well, and they hold their look and finish. And right now, you get a 10-year warranty on these sheets. They're that durable. They come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, too. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials to check out the sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Use our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge, I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Closing up shop here on Clay and Buck. So please go and subscribe to Clay and Buck podcast. Um, you do that by downloading the iHeartRadio app. You subscribe to us there. It's free. Please subscribe. Check it out. Tell friends about it. Pass pass around the word. Also, pass around copies of Clay's book. Well, after you buy it, uh, which is American Playbook. Clay, the event tonight in Tampa. I'd be there, but Florida's actually a pretty big state, so it's quite far. <laughs> It's not uh, not a quick drive. Um, what's going on with the event? Where is it? And uh, what's coming up for you uh, next week on the book tour? Well, first of all, thanks to WFLA, our big Tampa affiliate, for hosting me today. Uh, I've been broadcasting here. I will be in Brandon, Florida at 5 o'clock at the Books a Million. It's happy hour. Uh, I look forward to meeting people just outside of Tampa, Brandon, Florida. Let's go, Brandon. Perfect. Uh, at the Books a Million at 5. And then I will be tomorrow back in Nashville. We're doing a book signing at Books a Million there as well, the West Nashville Books a Million. And it's a little bit earlier than it was initially scheduled because my 12-year-old has his first game of tackle football and so I'm pushing it up earlier in the day so I can be a dad sitting in the stands and watching that game. And then next week, the close, we're going to be in Milwaukee. And we want to sell out the Pabst Theater, 
sell it out night before. It's Tuesday the 22nd. Uh, I want to meet a bunch of our Milwaukee crew uh, and our Wisconsin crew. And so uh, I think we're getting close to selling out the Pabst Theater. So I want to be there. I look forward to hanging out with everybody. That's the next three stops, and uh, I can't wait to uh, to meet everybody. What What's the number one thing that people are saying when they come up and they see you in person? Like People always say to me, they say, I'm taller than they thought I would be, and they want to know if my hair is real. What are people saying to you? <laughs> Well, I heard yesterday we had a caller who called in and said I was super handsome, which uh, I appreciate. I was in the air when I, that I believe happened. the word was hot. It's not get too <laughs> crazy here. I believe the word was that Clay is hot. Uh, so uh, I think the expectations are so low, and maybe people's eyesight is that bad. So that's a positive. Uh, I I think it's um, the thing that I hear, and and honestly, I mean I mean this when I meet our listeners out and about. What I'm astounded by, Buck, is how kind they are as a group. And also, I go to all these signings, and people bring me things, uh, bring me gifts, bring me letters, bring me thank you cards. I- I've never had a job before. I don't know if you have. And and this is certainly a testament to the audience that Rush built, where people thank me for doing the job, Right. Um, that is the thing that I hear overwhelmingly from so many of our audience. People just say, hey, thank you. Thank you for having the conversations that you and Buck have every day uh, because there are lots of things going on in the world. And I think for three hours, we make people think, and I do believe this, that things are going to get better than they are right now. And people need that hope because there are a lot of things that are going very badly. We're all going to be okay. Yes, that is true. It's Even all, you're saying that, and you're the you're the the the, the negative one usually. E- Eeyore, isn't that the yes. one from uh, yes. from Winnie the Pooh? Who's yeah? Uh, look, I I think that uh, it's funny. Actually, you said people thank you for a job after I left the CIA pre Bin Laden being uh, you know taken out. People were always oh, thank. You. There was a lot of like thank you, and I would always say like because they would say thank you for your service, and like it was not military. I was a CIA yeah. analyst. Like I appreciate the thought, but you know it's not. I did not serve in uniform. Um, but uh, in recent years, it's more like, what were you doing over at the CIA there, buddy? <laughs> I was like it was a long time ago. We were looking for Bin Laden. I was in a counterterrorism unit. These are very bad people. So you know things uh, things can shift a little bit. The uh, the CIA is. Getting a little bit more heat. I don't know how the FBI folks listen to this field too, but you know, FBI, uh, still, I think, I think most people realize that the rank and file are actually doing really important work. I mean, you realize how important the FBI is when you see somebody who, um, well, there's a million different reasons, but you know, especially these days, I feel like there's all these, there's a lot of scams that are targeting, uh, the elderly. It's so rampant, these online scams. And that's an FBI thing, right? You know, if someone's trying to steal your life savings from you. So they do things like that. And I'm like, great. And they do things like the FISA Trump campaign stuff. And I'm like, oh, gosh, that is bad. You can't do that. So depends. Go after the actual criminals. Nobody, Buck, in case you were wondering, ever thanked me for talking about sports. So this is a new experience. I was like, hey. Thank God you told me who you thought was going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, sometimes we had good gambling picks, and we get on a little we bit of a roll there. We didn't even get today. Didn't like a, a large male just win a big powerlifting competition? Didn't that just happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a man won a women's powerlifting competition in Canada to set an all-time record. Another proud moment for women's sports. Uh, but that is something that I think is just perfectly uh, 
perfectly embodies and epitomizes the ridiculousness of what's going on right now. All they'd have to do, if if powerlifting was a sport where you could make millions of dollars, um, you would see... You would see the top 10 powerlifters in the United States in the women's division all be men really quickly. It would happen very fast. Enos Cantor came out recently. He's a former NBA player. I think we've had him on the show, if I'm not mistaken, and said, hey, I'm thinking about identifying as a woman and becoming the greatest WNBA player of all time. I mean, he said, that's really honestly what needs to happen. He said he would score 60 points a game. Yes. I, I think higher than that, actually. <laughs> I think he might get to triple digits. No doubt. Appreciate you all. See you tonight. Brandon. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.